Matthew, you've just run 3k with your friend Paul. How do you feel? Exhausted, but good. Yeah! Hello friends and thank you very much indeed for tuning in. Welcome to episode 4 of the Educators Ring Club podcast. Now, just wanted to start by addressing something. ERC, it's essentially all about fun. It's, it's a frivolous enterprise. Really, um, we're into having a laugh, but... ERC is also about the well-being of educators in a very real and genuine way. As such, it would be, I feel, remiss of me not to mention recent events uh, that have taken place in Reading here in the United Kingdom. Uh, tragically, primary school head teacher Ruth Perry took her own life after her school, that's Caversham Primary in Reading, was judged by Ofsted, the um, inspectors, to require a downgrade from outstanding to inadequate. For me, this tragedy highlights many things. Firstly, it highlights the fact that the work that any educator does, day in, day out, just can't be summed up in a one-word review. In a couple of days, visit. Parents with children at Caversham Primary, they've spoken uh, in, in the Guardian newspaper about how their kids thrive academically and they're happy, warm, kind little people. I'm quoting directly from the article here. Uh, people who respect others, uh, seek to understand the world around them because of the values that they've been exposed to on a daily basis at the school. And these, the parents feel, uh, the values that were expressed, driven by the head teacher, by Ruth Perry. It's important to remember that. The still thing the story highlights for me is is that something really, really needs to change. To put it simply, we just can't lose any more wonderful educators to this horrible system of inspection. As you'll have seen in the newspapers, on TV, Ofsted and uh, Gillian Keegan, our education secretary, they seem pretty reluctant to explore the idea of any kind of change. It's not a massive surprise, that, is it, really? But I think we can all agree that something has to change. Because welfare, well-being, is absolutely crucial. We started Educators Running Club because we felt there was a need to help our colleagues, to help our friends. And I think there still is, and there might well be, that need for some considerable time. If you do need help, if you're struggling with the emotional fallout from any aspects of this beautiful but ridiculous job that we've got ourselves into, please do reach out. Reach out to a colleague, to a friend. You can reach out to us here at ERC if you want. It's one of the king things we're, we're really keen to explore, really, aside from, you know, running. We're about looking after people. We're about trying to make things fun again. And I'm aware that that's not always easy for everyone to find the fun in what we do. But if you do need us, we've got you. DMs are always open on Twitter or however it works for you. Full contact details coming up at the end. Um, for a more detailed look at the, at the reasons why the Ofsted system needs reforming, uh, I would strongly advise you check out an article in The Guardian newspaper written by one of the members of ERC, VRC, our virtual running club, uh, that's Rebecca Leake. Now, what you can do, of course, is just Google Rebecca Leake 
Guardian, and you'll find it. Comes up pretty quick. Uh, Rebecca's a, a brilliant writer. It really gets to the heart of the matter, explores in detail what needs to change and why, and offers a few ways forward as well. Um, check out all the stuff that Rebecca's done too. Loads of stuff about education, loads of stuff about running, all of it well worth your time. I'll put a link to the Guardian article in the notes for this episode as well. And what Rebecca, I, I think, believes in it is something that we believe in here at ERC, which is we've got to stick together. These are difficult times for everyone, especially for educators. That's why we put this thing together in the first place. That's one of the key reasons why me and Matthew made Educators Running Club happen and why me and Matthew are in September of this year, going to be running uh, 13.1 miles, 21.1k, to raise money for charity. Uh, it's a thing that we are doing for our well-being, and in the process along that journey, we are hoping that, that we might help other people with their well-being too, somehow, some way. Um, so yeah, Newcastle, September, 13.1 miles of fun. We're doing it for the Dogs Trust, as we revealed in a recent episode, we're also doing it for us. Um, will we be able to do it though? Well, let's find out how training's going. Let's speak to Matthew and find out. Right, we're here with Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hello. How are you today? Good. Good today. Um, how were you yesterday? Because you went for a run yesterday. Good. Had a full day out, but I had a full day out for three days in a row and hadn't been able to get a run and I wanted to use Easter to get... My commitment going after being ill for what seems forever. You never mentioned anything. (laughs) (laughs) Kept that quiet. You don't like to make a fuss. No, that's me. So, long day out and I decided on the way home from the day out, don't think about it, get in, get changed and get straight out and do the run before I start thinking, oh, let's just have a cup of tea, I'll have a sit down and then I'll go for a run because then I know I won't run. Um, that's crucial, isn't it? The, the not getting on the sofa and then your night's done, feet up, TV on, you're not going to run, are you? That's it, no. Did you have your stuff ready? Yep. Um, okay, you you were like quite far away though, so you got back, you ran, how did you feel afterwards? Good, I didn't go to sleep, which I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an absolute bonus of this um, endeavour, isn't it really? That's it, but though again, it kept me awake, um, so it... I was able to do everything I wanted to afterwards, like eat. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You've got a proper training plan, for at least for this month. This is April 2023, at time of recording. You've got an actual proper training plan going, right? Yes, from a fellow ERCer. Yes. Who uh, recommended it to me, excuse me, <laughs> to um, do no more than 3K on a run, but commitment to the... 3k so because what he'd seen from my running was that i go out and i'll do a 5k and be like yeah i've done 5k yep then we'll go for another week why is that mainly i've been ill oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, of course um okay so 3k three times a week yeah and you've stuck to that quite well haven't you i think yeah and how do you feel having done that bit of the plan I feel good with that time, uh, not time, with that distance, because, like, obviously the reason it was suggested to me, when I do a 5k at the moment, I'm exhausted, and, yeah, like, I'm real happy when I've done it, mm. 
but it does get me and the next day I'm a bit achy. Whereas I do the 3K, it still cripples me to do it and everything. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I know I can do the next one. I think that's crucial with you, the idea that you think, oh, I know I can do this. That's massive with you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, here's a weird thing I noticed, though. Well, I didn't notice this. You told me this. Yesterday, and this might put this podcast into difficulties with our legal department, right? Uh, you you went running naked. <laughs> I mean, um, this is why we don't do YouTube, isn't it? Because of that. <laughs> but what I mean by that is without headphones. Yes. So normally I've got my routine. I'll know what, if it's music, I know what playlist I'm going to be playing before the day before. I'm even going to go for the run. It, music's a big thing to me. Yeah. I'm always thinking about it. Um, so I'd normally know what mood I'm going to run in or pick what I'm going to run to. Or if it's an audio book, I know what book I'm listening to. I get my headphones charged. I wear them. I'll put a smartwatch on so I can record it from my wrist and it'll auto put it onto Strava and I can see my time, my distance, everything while I'm running. But yesterday I hadn't charged either of them. I'd forgot that part. And I was close to right. I can't go for a run. I was like, well, no, that isn't what makes me run. That isn't needed to run, neither of those things. And um, so I ran without either. I guessed where one and a half kilometres would be on the run to turn round to head back to hit the three. So I randomly checked my phone when I got near that area, which I was pretty close. I got 1.36, I think, kilometres. was the first time I actually looked at a screen. Okay. Um, and I actually really enjoyed it, running without headphones or technology. I Just didn't... actually focusing on the running. Right. I found myself, like, listening to my breathing and seeing how I was breathing. Don't know how to correct it, don't know what's right or wrong. <laughs> but, but at least you're still breathing. Yeah. That's something, but... isn't it? Um, I never thought we'd see the day where you would run without a playlist. I think that's great. You're like the playlist guy. I can't believe you were running to zero music. I know. I don't think that, like, I have a playlist. I'll know what I'm listening to before I go to work the next day. I know what I'm going to listen to on the way home. I don't normally not have music on or an audio book if I'm in that mood. Um, and it was quite refreshing to actually have less technology to do the run because I feel that tracking everything and looking at everything somehow makes it feel like it's a better run but really just getting out and running is well, what it is. On that subject, um, Nick, one of our lovely ERC, VRC peeps, he offered you some some advice in terms of your Great North Run training and his advice was time on feet, Matthew, time on feet. Now you're getting that, aren't you? Yes, do you think there's more chance of you getting time on feet if there's no music in ears? Yes, because it's another, it's one less barrier to think about to get going. So, for example, if I'm doing a run after work and I've taken my stuff to work with me, not necessarily at home, um, if I forgot my headphones, I dare say a month ago I wouldn't have gone for that run. If I was never thought of just forcing myself to go out... If I hadn't got the headphones, I wouldn't bother going. Well, you've used it as an excuse, haven't you, yeah. to, to not run. I think I probably have yeah. as well, because I've always thought, oh, God, it's is my worst nightmare. This could be another step on the road to success. Yes. I mean, the example is that my son broke my headphones the other month. It lasted 
less than 24 hours before I'd found the running shop to buy another pair because I didn't even want to wait for an Amazon delivery. Um, right. So, but on this note, my wife might not be too happy at that if I do decide I don't need headphones after well, buying them. Well, yeah, I bought things I don't need again. For running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, now you've been a busy chap today, Matthew, because you've done two other things. Um, we're going to go for a run in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you've done two big things in terms of um, the Great North Run. The first is to do with the charity that we are running for. What's that charity again? Dogs Trust. So what have you done today? We have set up a Just Giving page for yes. um, link directly to the Dogs Trust. So all that money goes directly to them. We never see it. Probably best, isn't it, really? It doesn't, it doesn't get yeah. into our hands. <laughs> you spend it on those headphones you were talking about. Uh, JustGiving.com slash fundraising slash E-R-C-G-N-R. Yes. Is that right? It is indeed, because, yes, we're running it for the Dogs Trust, but we are running it as the E-R-C. Oh, now there's my dog. Um, Speaking of Dogs Trust, yeah. very much on brand. That's Lola. Hello, darling. You all right? Yeah. Just wanted to chip in. Yeah. Wanted, we can get a microphone, though. Yeah. Wanted to big up the Dogs Trust, didn't you, Lola? Yeah, thanks, darling. Thanks for doing that. Um... So yeah, justgiving.com slash fundraising slash ERCGNR. Um, we're going to stick this on Strava, Twitter, possibly get some billboards done up, Piccadilly Circus, <laughs> whatever whatever it might be, side of buses, because we've got to raise, how much is it again? The minimum is £350 yep. um, for Dogs Trust. Um, I should know that, but... It it does. It's nice because it tells you, like, barriers of money. What that would actually give them. So, oh, for example, good. if someone donated five pounds, you know, that'd be like, I don't know. I guess two um two towels for the beds at the rescue shelters. This is lovely. So we can pinpoint what a difference you are making to the dogs by yeah. running twenty one point one k. Yes. So that would must be it. And we're going to send this out to people you know, and people know you and people like you a lot. Surely they'll want to donate to this cause for you. One would hope. Hopefully. <laughs> or for the dogs. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, for the dogs. And then in terms of social media, you've done a social media thing. What's the social media thing you've done? So we've set up the ERC Educators Running Club Facebook page today. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot on it. No, nope. it's there. It's ready to go. Yeah. Um. I guess if people search Educators Running Club on Facebook, they'll find it. Yeah. And uh, if you want to send us pictures of cool things you've seen when you're running, cool stuff you've done, um, other things, I don't know what else. No. Yeah. Just yeah. say hi. You're more than welcome yeah. to drop drop by, like it. Uh. Whatever else you do on Facebook, it's not my area. It's your it's your area, isn't it? This. No. No, it's someone's area. <laughs> someone's area. <laughs> Almost certainly. So that's good. So we've, 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 um, you've run naked, you've got a charity thing, you've got Facebook, and it's a special edition of this podcast, Matthew. We're going to interrupt this chat with actual running, right? Yes. We're going to go for a run. We are. Um, how, how many K? Three. Uh, because that's part of your training plan, right? Yep. We cannot deviate from the plan. Right. Okay, so I will put on a pair of shorts and a top and some trainers. You're ready to go. Yep. Lola may join us. She may not. I don't know. But we'll pause it here and we'll come back and we'll chat 
about how the run went. Sounds a plan. Unless you want to do the podcast live over the 3K. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> the swearing, the, the, the sighing, the Struggling to breathe. breathe. The struggling to breathe. We'll save that for Newcastle. Right, um, catch you on the other side of this break. Right, Matthew, run done, 3K, happy? Yes. Um, what was the best bit for you? When you told me, uh, I don't know why I had it in my head, that I thought we'd get to 1.5 and then we'd turn around and head back. Yes. And we just kept going and going and I was getting worried it was like a, a twisted joke that, surprise, you've just run 5K. Surprise, we're going to do 21.1K right here, right now. Yeah. And then when you told me, no... It's a, it's, it's a loop. It's a loop. I was like, oh, thank God. There was no trust in, in, in me, was there, from you? No. All, <laughs> everything left leaves when I'm running. And the paranoia kicks in. Paranoia about what? We were doing more than 3K. Right, okay. <laughs> we, could we have done more than 3K? Maybe. I, yeah, I could have done a bit because when mine was 2.97... Yeah, I made sure I kept running. But that wasn't really so, noticeable that once you knew you were nearly done, your pace picked up immediately. Yeah. Is it because I said there was a chippy nearby? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really genuinely did. Um, I enjoyed the bit where we got heckled by two separate mm. old ladies. Yeah. Uh, one of whom said, well, I wrote it down, knees up, knees up. Yeah. <laughs> Classic uh, running banter. And the other lady offered us, this is a bit of a low point, isn't it? Yeah. Offered us a, a lift on her um, mobility scooter. She did. I think she was looking at me. <laughs> I, I felt like saying, we're practising for the Great North Run, my love. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> but it was nice, wasn't it? The yeah. weather, we shouldn't have done it in the afternoon. That was silly. No, yeah, certainly. I might have been in an ambulance if I kept my hoodie on. The, yeah, was that the plan to wear the hoodie? I brought it for safety. It was a bit nippy. I thought this morning. I thought I might yeah. need to run in a hoodie. It's not nippy now. No. I mean, we. This is the start of summer, possibly, um, and we've done three k. You've done three k, in twice in two days. Yes. Um, the plan appears to be working, right? Yes, definitely. So tomorrow I won't run, but I know already. I'm going out for the day. Lots of walking. Yep. Um, won't be run. So my next run hopefully will be Thursday. Not hopefully, will be Thursday. Yeah, never, I've said yeah. before, never mind hopefully, yeah. it will be Thursday. Yes. And it'll be a terrific Thursday. What do we do about the difference in our pace? That's just going to change over time, isn't it? Ye- yes. Because if we want to cross the finishing line together, possibly holding hands, I don't, I don't know. You might be aren't. stood for 45 minutes <laughs> a metre away from the finish line. <laughs> I can eat pizza A while you join me for pizza B. Yeah. Is is the plan. Um, okay, well, it's been lovely. We've got a lot done today. We've run. Shall we do another run together soon? Yes. Shall we do a longer run together soon? Depends if it's in April. Right. If it's in May, we can run more than 3K. Yeah. Okay, lovely stuff. Thanks, Matthew. Bye. Bye. Okay, so things are shaping up fairly nicely, I think. I hope. Um, if I'm honest with you, my worry is how do we make sure we turn those 3Ks into 21.1Ks, or 121.1K, between now, April and September in Newcastle. Can it be done? Well, it'll have to be, won't it? It's going to have to be done. Um, As ever, if you've got any tips, suggestions, training advice, 
um, spiritual guidance, anything like that, please do get in touch. All the usual ways, whatever works for you. Um, speaking of work, as, as I record this bit of the podcast, it's the night before we go back to school after the Easter break. What does the night before going back to school feel like? Well, it's not like the night before Christmas, is it? That's for sure. I remember comedian and writer David Baddiel. He once described insomnia as feeling like whatever song was currently number 17 in the charts had got stuck in your head and was just going round and round all night long. Um, For me, the night before going back to school, it's just like that, really, except what teachers tend to do is replace the song that's number 17 in the hit parade. Yep, that's some super cool language use for all of you hip ECT gunslingers out there. They replace number 17 with the tweets of someone that you don't really care about you don't really remember following, but they keep popping up when you refresh Twitter. And on the night before you go back to school, you tend to refresh Twitter quite a lot, don't you? I've seen a lot of people online calling this feeling the Sunday night scaries. Um, I don't think it's something that's exclusive to post-Christmas, post-Easter. I think some people feel it, quite a lot of people feel it, every Sunday. And that's perfectly understandable. It's that feeling of dread that tends to set in midway through your Sunday afternoon, extends into the evening. I think it's that anxiety that you feel as you sit there. You know that you should be doing something better with your time, but you're just feeling that tomorrow, without a doubt, things will happen. It reminds me of something John Peel used to say when he talked about his favourite band, uh, the wonderful Manchester band The Fall. He described them as being always different, but always the same. And I think very often teachings like that, it's different, but it's the same. That difference, sameness thing, I think that's what can stop people sleeping properly on a Sunday night because you know that the next day is going to bring all the same old nonsense that's kind of annoyed you in the past along with doses of fresh, brand new nonsense that you maybe didn't see coming. I think a lot of people's friends and family... They know that. They know that you feel that way before you go back to school and they can use it against you for their own amusement, can't they? I remember a member of my family who, um, for the purposes of this podcast, shall remain nameless. Actually, no, he won't. It was my brother-in-law. He once approached me at the end of July, start of the holidays, to say, Paul, I'm going to upset you by saying just one word. September. And, yeah, he was right. It did upset me. It's upsetting to hear the word September just kind of uttered so suddenly, cruelly. Because the end of July, like all of August, Easter, Christmas, it's it's about the suspension of disbelief. Because you need to believe for a short time that September doesn't really exist. To be reminded of September's existence during the summer break, it's like having the bed covers ripped off you when you've just found the absolute best, most comfy sleeping position ever. And I think some people like ripping that blanket off, ripping off those bed sheets, because from the outside to an outsider, the life of a teacher can just seem to be just a good laugh, just a really great deal. People think we finish at three every day, then we go home and sit on the sofa in our pants during the sunny months. We all know it's not like that, of course, but I get why some people think it might be. And this made me think a little bit. I was thinking, is there another job? 
that works the same way that people think they know a lot about even though they don't know anything about it really and I thought yeah there probably is and that job I think is the job of professional footballer because you get a lot of folk who slag off you know elite football players because they earn huge sums of money um, but if those people, those detractors, had to go out every single day, including Christmas Day, engaging in really extensive physical training activities, then spend every Saturday sprinting about in all kinds of weather, two forty-five minute sessions of that sprinting about, while also, you know, being loudly sworn at by drunk men in replica kits, then they might just change their mind. Also, on the subject of elite footballers, Tottenham Hotspur in England's Harry Kane, he's not allowed to eat tomato ketchup. Uh, it's the team doctor for Tottenham just forbids it. It's, it's on the banned list. Now, imagine that. I think maybe the the 200 grand a week or whatever it is that Harry Kane earns probably cushions that blow a little bit, but but still. So, on a forthcoming Sunday... If you're getting the Sunday night scaries and you're struggling to get to sleep, just remember, you, my friend, you can eat all the tomato ketchup you want. Now, as far as I can see, that's educators one. Harry Kane, nil. That's the end of our podcast, my friends. Remember, you can keep up with all the ERC action. You can get on Strava. We'd love you to join our virtual running club. You go to strava.com slash clubs slash ERC VRC. You can hit us up on Twitter at WeRERC. Our website is educatorsrunningclub.com. As Matthew said, we're now on Facebook. Don't know the address for that, if I'm honest. But again, I think it's probably search Facebook, Educators Running Club. You'll probably find us. If you are able to chuck us some money for the Dogs Trust, that would be absolutely wonderful. I know times are hard out there at the minute. I do understand that. Thanks, Rishi, by the way. But if you are able to give us a couple of quid, whatever it is. Honestly, the motivating power that would have for me and Matthew is tremendous. Um, the address for that is justgiving.com slash fundraising slash ERC GNR. Thank you ever so much for any support, anything at all, for listening to this. Thank you for making it to the end of this, me going on about stuff. Thank you again. And until next time we are together, Please do take care of yourselves and each other. In a bit, athletes. <laughs>